I'm still surprised at some of the brands that have been accused of using sweatshops and abusive child labor for production. Get ready because you probably wear some of these. I know I do. Aeropostale, Adidas, Disney, Gap, H&M, Urban Outfitters, and Victoria's Secret. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. Cindy, today we're going to put a spotlight on something most people don't think about enough, but they often benefit from it, unfortunately. We all do. Here's a hint. A factory or workshop, especially in the clothing industry, where workers are exploited where they're employed for very low wages, long, unethical working hours, like 100 per week. They experience wage theft and unmonitored, unsafe working conditions. So if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about sweatshops. You might be thinking, oh, how terrible, but that doesn't happen in this country. And what's that got to do with me? Well, Julie, the people who make a lot of the clothes we wear often work in places with unsafe working conditions like poor ventilation, little to no breaks, abusive treatment, crowded workspaces, bad lighting, and uncomfortable or even dangerous hot or cold temperatures. And many of these workspaces use child labor. I really hate thinking about that. It's awful. And surprise, surprise, employees of sweatshops don't earn fair or even adequate wages. The exploitation of garment workers happens all over the world. And a lot of our garment manufacturing is often sent overseas because the cost of labor is much higher here. Way cheaper there. And so is the cost of materials like fabric, zippers, buttons, rent. So what we're saying is that most of our clothing is made in places that pay employees unbelievably low wages, put them in unsafe conditions, and there is little to no regulation of it. If you add all this together, it makes it much more profitable to have clothing made in other countries. That we can purchase here for lower prices and feel good that we got a bargain. Mm, Some bargain. According to the American Apparel and Footwear Association, most of the clothes we wear, something like 97% are now made outside the US. Think about what that means. We're promoting these terrible working conditions for adults and children, and we're enjoying the benefits of these low prices for clothing as a result. The reality is that garment production in the United States is more expensive than production in other countries. That's why most of the neglect and abusive treatment in sweatshops that we see and hear about are in other countries and not here. But while it's much less than it used to be, Clothing manufacturing still does operate in the U.S., and a lot of abuses still take place in the industry. But of course, it is more regulated here than in other places. 
I'm still surprised at some of the brands that have been accused of using sweatshops and abusive child labor for production. Get ready because you probably wear some of these. I know I do. Aeropostale, Adidas, Disney, Gap, H&M, Urban Outfitters, and Victoria's Secret. Wow. I have worn those too. Here in the United States, California has the largest number of garment workers, but garment manufacturing companies operate all around the country with hundreds or thousands of workers in nearly every state. Right. A lot of clothing made in the U.S. is also made under exploitative circumstances, even though there are laws here specifically to deal with labor violations. And there are. A 1999 California bill tried to create protections for garment workers and end the wage theft that seems common for them. But it's apparently still been relatively easy for the brands that make clothing here to find loopholes in the laws that protect workers that lead to poor treatment and wages. Always the loophole. Yeah. For one thing, they find ways to subcontract and outsource the work they need to do, and they look the other way on how workers are treated by their subcontractors. Right, so the company doesn't have to own the poor treatment. Mm-hmm. They haven't had to take direct responsibility for how a third-party contractor treats its workers. So the exploitation continues. Anything for a bigger profit margin, I guess. You know, Cindy, that is the bottom line. There is no concern for the quality of human life, just for money. Thousands of people are employed by the clothing manufacturing industry throughout the United States. Yeah. And like other hard and thankless work environments, the clothing manufacturing industry, which has the second highest number of per worker wage theft cases in the United States, is made up of, no surprise, about 42% immigrants. And there have been cases of wage theft of substantial amounts of money, where workers would have to choose between paying rent, feeding their family, or sending the kids to school. No one should have to choose one of these things. Here in the U.S., where there is so much wealth, it's really horrifying. That's so true. Nobody in this country should be faced with those choices, much less people working 100 hours a week. And even so, for not enough money to live on. It's just wrong. It should be illegal. Yet, if you buy a dress or a shirt or something that was made in the U.S. for a similar price as an overseas alternative, the person who made it probably didn't earn an adequate or fair wage. And it's kind of an overwhelming problem because it's bad everywhere, worse in other countries in general. A lot of garment workers have to work by the piece, meaning they get paid based on how many pieces of the thing they make, and they just can't make enough fast enough to earn a living wage. Right. They're set up to fail. They're not paid enough per piece. The expectations are too high. They're constantly under pressure to work faster. It's really enough to make somebody have a nervous breakdown. I'm sure that happens. Yeah. Another important point is that garment work tends to be done mostly by women and specifically mostly immigrant women and people of color who are already economically vulnerable. So garment workers are often more exploitable than other workers. Yes, they really need the work. And 
they may not know their rights as employees. They might have limited English skills or no legal documentation in the United States for working. They might be scared. I mean, they're definitely vulnerable and they have no voice and often no way to protect themselves. And they have very few options. Right. Not being able to speak English for some of them, they can't communicate with others. So they might not even know or have a way to find out that they're making less than other people. Right. And in addition to all of this, the industry is heavily controlled, of course, by large corporations who have total power over pricing and over the pace of work. The companies put pressure on the factories to produce, which puts pressure on the workers who are exploited to work for the low pet. Like other capitalist institutions, the hierarchy here sets up a system of poverty and greed. That's right. That's what capitalism does. Workers are forced to work overtime to make more money, which is often not paid accurately. And people can't do anything about that. The owners are trying to make as much as possible and they always want more. There's also a culture of union busting and gender-based violence in these situations. And you know, during the pandemic, it was really obvious the pandemic highlighted some of the poor working conditions for garment workers in the US they were working long hours to make our personal protective equipment like masks. They were even labeled essential workers because we sure did need our personal protective equipment. And ironically, they didn't always have their own personal protective equipment to wear. And they were penalized for needing time off during COVID outbreaks if they got sick. And once again, we see a lot of abuse of children and grownups all for a higher profit margin. Yeah. So now that we've really made you depressed, there is hope. There is. More and more fashion brands are beginning to make these concerns a priority. Prioritizing people and the environment over money growth potential, at least to some degree. Partly because they're being forced to. Yeah. Isn't that always how it is? <laughs> yes. Ongoing advocacy has finally been changing working conditions for United States garment workers. Yeah, the Garment Worker Protection Act was enacted in 2021, I know, really recently, and is only in California, but should really be applied to the fashion industry everywhere. Definitely. That act holds companies accountable to pay workers fairly and ends that piece-by-piece -piece payment system. It generally holds brands accountable to make sure garment workers earn at least a minimum wage, although, you know, that's still not usually a living wage. Exactly. Uh, Senator Kristen Gillibrand introduced the Fabric Act to move the California protections to a federal level and give garment workers some amount of protection, not just in California, but throughout the country. Through a garment industry registry, both brands and their retailers and their subcontractors would be required to follow better labor practices, which they've been able to avoid and evade for years. Yeah, the Fabric Act would make it so brands share the responsibility to ensure proper wages and humane treatment for garment workers. It seems like a no-brainer if you care about people, you know. <laughs> Yeah. For example, if garment workers face wage theft or forced overtime under the Fabric Act, 
brands will finally be held jointly liable with the subcontractors. They can't just blame them. They'd be liable with them to pay the workers back what they're owed. The Fabric Act will hold fashion brands and retailers accountable for the way people making clothing for them are treated and will give workers at least some legal remedies against all the labor abuses that they suffer. So important. If you're interested in supporting garment workers or just learning more about this, check out remake.world. Remake is a global advocacy organization fighting for fair pay and climate justice in the clothing industry. Remake's documentary film, Made in America, shows the vulnerability and exploitation of United States garment workers. Yeah, check it out. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time, take care.